Have a newlyweds back. Ken and Linda, where's Linda? Uh, and we have newlyweds here too, Wayne and Stephanie Dano. We really stand. I want to share with you, you can call it evangelism, but I'll call it vision. Okay? Let's open to Acts 2-4. And I think the reason I like to call it vision is because for us to walk in it, we got to see it. We got to believe in it. And we got to feel it. And if I can do that, it will become reality for us. Okay? Now, in Acts 2, 4, verse 40, it says in Acts 2, verse 40. Sorry. <laughs> and with many other wor words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. We can look around today. There's a lot of unhappiness, isn't there? I mean, the world of God is crying. Is there such a thing as a God? And if there is, why am I so miserable? And God is saying he wants us to come out of that into his loving kingdom. That's what he says in there, right? To be saved from that. Now, he said back then to be saved. You think he still means that today? So what am I saying? You look at that, what I need to be saved from. It's amazing and how many times we can come to church here and we can still be out there and be polluted by that generation. And God is saying, I want to be saved from that. Well, saved from what? That into what? Into the kingdom of heaven. Where? Here. Now, Many times I think what happens is that the reason I can't share is I'm not really feeling that. But if I, am, if I am seeing the vision of Jesus Christ, I mean the Father had such vision for a relationship with you and I that he sent his son to die for you and I. I mean, that's got to be a mighty big purpose, isn't it? Let's look at Luke 19, how Jesus did it. Now, it's not very complicated. You know, when I got to be, receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I didn't know a lot about the New Testament. 
I didn't know a lot about anything. All I knew is I experienced something, and it was more than what I had known before and what I walked in. I experienced new hope. And I got so excited about it that I was sharing it with my friends, my brothers and sisters, and I turned half of them off because I was so excited. But whether I did it right or wrong, I was excited. You know why? Because I seen in other people something that might be a reality for me. And although I didn't have it at that time, I was believing what I was seeing in God's Word. Jesus in Luke 19 For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. I want you to know, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Okay? In 1 John 3, 8, it says, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay? At the cross, the works of the devil has totally been destroyed. And you and I that are born again, washed in the blood, we can kick the enemy around. Isn't that right? And all we have to do is just believe it. Sometimes we can become squeaky Christians. The pastor didn't treat me right. My husband didn't treat me right. My wife didn't treat me right. My kids don't honor me. The services was too long. And the worshiping singing the right songs. God says, I'll come and put a little oil on this week. <laughs> you know, when God puts a little oil, you know, how, you know when it, things can get squeaky? It can really get annoying. You're going to ask Al Boshep. Al Boshep knows what it's like when the squeaky gear gets squeaky. You know, it gets hot. Never right, Al, when you work on equipment. You know what, after it gets hot, what happens? It smells, it burns up. My God, there's a revival that's taking place today. Call it revival, call it refreshing, whatever it is. But God's putting a little bit of oil on. And God's putting oil on, he says, for this reason, he says, there's a giant in each and every one of you. If you're born again, I've got my seed that is planted in you. And if you look at the word of God and what God is saying about himself, and that seed is planted in you, that nature is planted in you, and when we get a hold of God's vision, and when I start walking out the fruitfulness in my life, I am compelled, must you hear this bit, I am compelled to share with others what God is doing in my life. I can't help it. Because it's the spirit within me. For me not to be sharing, I got to get squeaky. But I notice this, if I ain't squeaking, I'm happy about my walk. You see what I'm saying? 
And something, and that happens to me. I get squeaky once in a while. You can ask my wife, you can ask my kids. That happens, but you know, thank God because of his word. If you get into his word, you'll start praying and the Lord comes with a squirt can. And he oils you up a little bit and you ask forgiveness and you know you're on your way. But I want you to know what Jesus did, because this is very important. He says, I came to seek and save the lost. But what does seeking remind you of? You're looking. You're observing. You're seeking and you're looking. You're looking. You're looking. It's part of your nature, by the way, to be a seeker. Once you get a hold of this, you can't help it. And when you're seeking, you're watching like a deer hunter. He's watching. He's looking. You ask Rodney Stevenson, he loves to hunt deer. And he's watching. And if that deer comes across his path, bang, he's done. You want to know something? When we are seekers, because I enjoy the seeking. Rodney enjoys hunting. He loves to walk through the woods. He likes the quiet time there. He likes God's nature. But in the midst of that, if that deer causes his path, it's a dead duck. <laughs> you know something? God gives us divine appointments. We don't, Rodney doesn't shoot at everything that comes his way, every mouse, every squirrel, every fox. He only shoots at the right one. And you want to know something? There are many divine appointments that God will bring across our path. And he will say, this is the right one. I want you to share. You know, when I uh, first got saved, I, did, I said it all wrong, but people said there must be something to it because you're so excited. And people believed because I was so excited. But they also seen some truth in their life, in my wife and I. Okay? So that's how he reminds me. Jesus was a seeker. You know, Jesus didn't heal everybody. At the well, he only healed one person there, right? You see, Jesus healed that person. That father said, this is the one. You see? Okay. John four thirty five. Now I I want to spend our our time this morning just talking about you and I. You know, we can read books about everybody else's testimony. But when I started praying and preparing for this, and I started praying for the people that I see here, and what God has already done in this fellowship here, we can write a book of the mighty work in our midst. All we have to do is see what God's already done. And I tell them, just go out and spread what God has already done in our midst. Let them pour a lot of oil on it. And I tell you something, we'll set Kenosha on fire just by the testimony here in this fellowship. That's why I want to talk about just us. Because Jesus said, look at this in John, in John 4, 35. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. 
Do not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest. Behold to you, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They are white for harvest already. You know what that really means to me? I was a farmer, been born on a farm. And I've seen grain, my father plants seeds. And I've seen them went out there and drag the, the field so that the seed would get buried in the, um, in the ground. So that when the rain comes, there's a little moisture that holds to its sprouts. And I seen it come out of, my dad would get excited when it came out of the ground. There was the first the blades and then it, there was the straw part of it. And uh, then it, I mean it grew to be about three or four feet and he didn't want us kids to be out there playing in the, in the grain field. It used to be fun at times because you trampled it on down. But I remember how my dad watched it. He would watch it grow. And there was a day it was time to harvest it. And we would harvest it when the kernel became dead. You see, there is a time for us to share with people. There are a lot of people. When you ask, what do you mean by that, Lord? There is a lot of people today that have experienced the wrong way. And they're tired. Families are being destroyed. Husband and wife are separating. It's amazing. I mean, you know, you talk about divorce rate is 50%. You know what, the other 50%, 25% are only hanging together because of the kids. There's another 15, maybe, percent that are just barely breaking it. There's maybe only 10% that are enjoying the fruit in their family. Is the harvest right? Is it right for picking? I mean, it's a dead society out there. There is no hope. The only hope is what? Jesus Christ? You read Galatians 5.20. When you get home, you read Galatians 5.20. And the part around, if you can't get excited about it, you've got to be half dead. I mean, he talks about if you're not flowing in the Spirit, how miserable you are. But he talks about the other part, how blessed you are if you're flowing in the Spirit. I mean, you can't help but get excited. You can't help but say, sometimes, Lord, I feel like I'm on this side of the fence. Help me renew my heart so I'm being totally on this side of the fence. Okay? You look at it. You know what? The world is starting to catch on. Let me tell you something. This is a, in Time Magazine, for better, for worse, the growing movement to strengthen marriage and prevent divorce. The world itself is starting to recognize we've got problems. You know, and their only answer is Jesus Christ, where it's permanent. But let me tell you something. Within us is this mighty spirit that not only can I change my life, but I can change life of people that will be affected in this generation, but in the kids to follow, generation to follow, but not only that, for all eternity. Okay? Now I want to bring... I want to talk a little bit, share with you, bring some testimony of people, for instance, just in this church over here. Well, let me give you one more scripture, okay? 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy 
2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Now, I'm going to share about myself, okay? Well, I'll share about myself in time. Um... met him when I didn't know him. I mean, when I didn't know the Lord. Then he called me, you heard the testimony of problem teaching. I only came to him when I had problems. I wasn't very good at But I hadn't seen him for about five years. And uh, one day I went in to see him and he noticed that there was something about me that had been different. I had known the Lord a few years. Maybe about that time, about 10 years. How long do you know the Lord now? About 10 years. So I had been involved now for about 12 years. Now I'm going to share with you some practical things, okay? Uh, I, when I, Dad noticed that something was different, and, and I got to share a little bit with Dan. Matter of fact, Dan got so excited that was a, it, what I was sharing with him that he went in the front room, and we spent there about a half an hour just talking. Now, it was hard for Dan to believe what I was sharing. He says, either John is uh, off the wall or he's got something there. And I remember then for the next, that I, I, Dan says, you gotta come back, you gotta do some work in his teeth, you know? <laughs> now, Dan would work, he would work on my jaw for about a half an hour, and then we'd spend another half an hour and he was pumping, asking me a lot of questions to find out if I was real or not. And, uh, by the way, Dan had his most profitable year that year. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I remember, then, Dan, we started, we decided, we decided. Now, the reason I want to share, then we, then we decided we're going to get together. He said, Why don't you, let's get together in the morning. So we got together in the morning for, um, every Wednesday morning, we got together for four months. And Dan would pump me, is there anything true to the dream? about what you're sharing. Is it, are you really real, Don? And I remember that in that four months, now I, I went a number of months with Dan before I even told him what church I went to. Or anything about, but he'd ask me once in a while I'd always get away from it, you know, because I knew we were a small church at that time. That wouldn't impress me, you know. And uh, I remember one day, and Dan would say to this, Don, I mean, I would challenge him about one, challenge him about this and challenge him about that. And you heard the testimony he said one time, he says, once you know, I'm not the problem. There are other people that are, are the problem. Banks and maybe my family, whatever it is. And I said, no, Dan, you're the problem. He said, read my lips. <laughs> and I didn't feel like I was going any place. I was wondering, getting to wonder, am I getting any place with Dan? And I remember, because I tell you something, the devil will challenge each and every one of us. When you start sharing, he'll challenge you about the person you're sharing with. I remember when I left, I was standing in my car, and I was looking up at Dan's office, 
And I said, God, I don't know if we're going to make it. I said, I'm nothing more than maybe just a good friend for Dan. My whole motive, I wanted to get Dan in living life. And he was telling me about the great time he had a mass. Where his wife had a mass. And God spoke to me and said, Are you sharing with Dan for yourself? Or are you sharing with Dan because he's a friend? If Dan never comes to be a part of living life, will you still be his friend? You know, bad boys spoke to my heart that day, and it was so strong, it was like it was possible. God told me, it's he that is building the church, not you and I. You and I are just good. And I had to say that if Dan never became a part of living life, my testimony, I would still be his friend. But look at what happened. Dan got got me into things out Dan got involved. The home group started soon and now it came to that by the time that home group broke up, twenty one people was a part of that group. You see? Don't quit. When God puts somebody on your heart, you don't determine how long it's gonna take. When do you stop? You keep right on praying. You never know when the door is going to open. I'm reminded of Big John here. And I'd like to have Sherry come up and share. Because, you know, you talk about vision. Let's just talk about big John and his wife. You know, since I met John and his wife, yes, John's got health problems, you know. But when I met him, he didn't smile like he smiled. He's still working through things. But it's a joy to see his wife. It's a joy to see him smile. But you know what else I see? I see his two kids. You see, when I talk about vision, it's, it's more than just John. It's just two kids that are born into a, a family that is seeking for God. They ain't got it perfected yet, but they're seeking. Isn't that right? Oh, Sherry, I would like you to come up here because, you know, that, I want to hear what, how Sherry did it. God uses all of us in different ways. As, as most of you know that, who do know me, I just love to evangelize. I love to hit the streets and go and talk to people. But um, there's a couple things that I do want to share before I share with, um, what happened with John. Is number one is God's given me the freedom to talk with people, to share with people, because number one, it's not me doing the work. I'm just a vessel. And I'm a seed sower, and I just sow the seeds, and God's the one that causes them to grow. So one day on the go team, Corey and I were out, and we were hitting the streets, and um, we just got done talking to people, and we're seeing this couple sitting um, at this one house. And I said, well, let's go over there, you know. I said, okay. <laughs> so here we go. We go over there, and I was going to go talk to Diane because she looked less intimidating. <laughs> but the Lord told me, uh-uh. He says, you go talk to him. And he was sitting on the porch, and, you know, I mean, he was big. <laughs> and I just looked at him, and he just looked at me, and I just walked over there, and I said, okay, go, God, here we go. And um, I just said, hi, how are you? You know, we're going around, we're talking to people about Jesus. And um, we started asking some questions, and um, it was just totally awesome because he, he asked me some questions. Do you believe in the Holy Ghost? I said, oh, yeah. And um, he asked a few more questions, and before you know it, he talked for an hour and a half just sharing his life, sharing his hurt, his sorrows, his heartache. And um, we, got to, we got to pray with him, and I told him we're having an outreach. I said, 
you all want to come? And he said, we'll be there. And you know Big John, who's Big John? I call him Big John with great respect, you know. <laughs> and I looked at him, and he said, we'll be there. And you know, sometimes people tell you something, and they don't mean it. I looked at him, I said, you want to be there? He said, yeah. And I said, if you're not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come and get you myself. And so <laughs> afterwards, I thought, God, what did you say that for, girl? <laughs> but anyways, um, they said they'd be there. And through the, those couple days time span, I mean, they had challenge after challenge that just, I mean, their car broke down. They could have had every reason not to be at that evangelistic outreach that night. But you know what? I said, uh, the Lord was faithful because they took a cab there. And the Lord has changed their lives. Tremendously, and they're a blessing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now you see that. Let me let me tell you. I don't care how shy you are. I don't care how scared to death you are. Jesus says it's the power. It's His power. Did, did you see that hug that John gave her? Did you see that? He's a thankful man, isn't he, huh? I mean, what Sherry shared, that's just not only for today and his two children, but that's for eternity. Now, John, let me ask you this. How many people have come up to your door since then and sh ask you and share with you about the Lord? Not many. I've had a couple come to hell. Now, he's had only a couple, okay? Let me talk, tell you about my daughter, Shelly, and Lori. I remember when Shelly's friend Lori, she was sharing with Lori. Now Shelly doesn't know, where's Lori here? There she is. Can I talk about the two of you? <laughs> what? Shelly was in seventh grade. And Shelly just, I mean, just fell in love with Lori. And she would they would talk on the phone. And Shelly would share with her. And Shelly would go to bed crying sometimes because she wanted her friend to know Jesus. This happened for maybe about six months. But Shelly never quit. You know, Lori got to know the Lord. And got so excited. You know who they started praying for? Mom and Dad. And I got to meet Al and Gladys Whaley, and I tell some, there was some doubts there in the beginning. They shared in the beginning, you know, that they got two families. I mean, that they, they, they were divorced and remarried. Two, two families that had hurt. Al shared this with me, and I called him today and asked him if I can talk about it, and he gave me permission. <laughs> but, but I know this, when I came together with Al and, and Gladys, if you think, become very special friends of ours, I've seen them both trust Jesus Christ. I've seen them give their life to God. Al shared with me in Gladys one time, he says, there's two broken families that we're going to bring together. How do we handle that? I didn't know. But I know that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of faith. 
and I've seen a joy in Alan Gladys. Yeah, they've still got things they're working through. But I tell you something, I just love that couple, you know? When I see Gladys up there singing with that big smile on her face, that's the fruit, isn't it? Isn't it worth it? You know what I'm saying? Believe me, every one of us got the spirit of Jesus Christ within us. And if, I'm, if I believe in it, and I'm feeling it, and I'm eating it, and I'm seeing it, I can, it can't help but bubble over. It just cannot. And if it's not bubbling over, you know what we've got to start doing? got to start praying. I know this, that if I haven't shared or started a new group and somebody hasn't come my way, I'm saying, Lord, what's the matter? I start praying. This last Monday night group that came together now that Lynn and Rick, Ken uh, and Linda have been a part of, and uh, what is it, Rich and Rich and Connie have been a part of, uh, started really where we were praying. I started praying and said, Lord, and I prayed for six months before, and I was watching for six months before the doors started to open. For six months, I was speaking. Now, I'm not going out there and just spreading the word and throwing the seed amongst everybody. But I am watching, Lord, who do you want me to share with? I am proud of the testimony in my marriage. I am excited about it. I, am, I want you to know, hear me, I am proud of the testimony in my marriage. And you want to know something? If you're proud of the testimony in your marriage, that spirit of Jesus Christ that is within you will give you a boldness. Because he's bold, isn't he? Isn't he, he came to what? Seek? Save the lost? Okay? Now, I know one thing is, though, when I'm squeaking, I ain't sharing about my marriage. I can be squeaking about something else, and I ain't going to share about my marriage. And the only way I can share is if the Lord has oiled me up with the Spirit of God. Or I've been... business. I was seeing fresh love in his marriage. I was seeing his children are going to say, I want a marriage like mom and dad. Now that's what I see. Because you know why? Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. Isn't that right? So I, I am able to see beyond what the problems they have. Many people get discouraged because they look at a person, they're not changing. Man, they're not believing. They're not coming to church. Hey, Jesus is the one that washes the people's sins. He washes them clean. All you and I has got to walk in it, make sure that my life is a testimony, and it will be encouraging for them. Isn't that right? You see? And then we will see. That motivates you. You will see them having a fantastic marriage. If they've been divorced and they've not remarried, you will see them having a fruitful life in Jesus Christ. I'm not experienced there, but I know Paul says... Single life can be so exciting. You can be so exciting about your relationship with God that you don't desire to marry. Now, I'm looking for people, men and women, to stand up here and give that testimony. 
Because if Paul walked in it, I know we can walk in it. Isn't that right? Can you say amen to that? Okay? And it will happen. Because you know what? As we were worshiping this morning, and I just seen this, this group at this church here, and I feel it's like an army. And I've seen us as all tall. John talked about standing firm in the faith. I see us as tall men and women here standing proud, prospering, reaping the joy of the kingdom. And we're an army that is going forth in strength with a testimony, not a bunch of wimps. Can you say amen to that? How are we doing, John? Uh, Maria, where are you at? Come up here, Maria. I want you to. Uh, there, there's another person that. Well, let Maria. Sit. <laughs> um, Don called me this morning also, and I was like, yeah, wow. I was excited because, you know, it says in the Word of God, in Revelation 12, 11, that they defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and I'm going to share my testimony because it's a joy. And you know what? It, it excites me even again more when I get a chance to say that. And what's not happening now, you know, like um, whatever, if it's whatever area is not perfect now, you know, the testimony out of my mouth right now, God is going to be victorious in that area. So, um, some of you know Luis Salaturo. He doesn't come to our church anymore. He got married and his, him and his wife go to attend another church. But um, when he came into my life, I used to go to school with him a long time ago. And um, he came into my life. I, at that time of my life, I was just back home where I didn't want to be. And I didn't have absolutely anything in my life for me going. Nothing. But Louis came along. And he started, um, he started hanging around. And he started coming around. He started talking about Jesus. And at first, I didn't, you know, oh, yeah, right, that's good for you. But you know what? He, he didn't, he was just real, if you, if you know Louis, he's real casual, real laid back. And that's the way he was. He just, he'd come every day or whatever, and he'd tell me about Jesus. Finally, I got curious. And finally, um, I came to a church service. And Carol, um, Dino can be a testimony to that. That day, I gave my life to the Lord, because she was there with me, with Louis in the back. And that was the beginning of it all. Um, I got excited. I started to, to, you know, get the revelation of the truth that God has in his word for us. I started, um, I was so hungry, I would be every day reading, praising the Lord. I couldn't get enough of him. I couldn't get enough of what he had. I would go to places. Anything that was happening, Joyce would take me. Uh, you know, things were going on. I wanted to be there and I wanted to go. And I'm sharing this because, you know what? We need each other. This is what the body is all about. You know, Louis brought me in. He's not, um, Louis brought me in. I say that way. Is, um, he, he showed me the Lord, but he's not around right now in my life. But the, the rest of the body, and that's you and me, the, the rest of the body picked, picked me up. Joyce picked me up for a while and she brought me to places and I got sad, you know. And, and, and other people in my life of the body helped me to get strong and, and to learn what, what I need to do and just help grow me. And that's when I think that's really important. It's not always the same person who's going to carry you through your um, wonderful life here on earth. You know, it's different people. 
bringing in the word of God, encouraging you and building you up. Because of that, um, I'd share with my family, you know, and at first, like Don was saying, you know, I probably did it really wrong because they were really offended at times. But I remember I would be sharing with them, no, And at first, you know, she would listen to him, and, and then um, one time she came and she wanted, you know, okay, I want to, you know, accept the Lord or whatever. And I was so excited. I think I scared her away because it didn't happen that day. It happened years later, but she came to me. I wasn't, look, you know, I wasn't like chasing her. It was the day that she came to me. It, and, and that's another thing what Don was sharing. There are those divine appointments. You know, God does bring it to us, and that happened. And because of that, you know, she knows the Lord. Her husband knows the Lord because somehow Rick got, and Rick, you know, Rick was not, I didn't know of Rick uh, at that time. (laughs) But somehow, you know, and look at that, a beautiful, wonderful marriage, and it's continuing. Um, um, and, And I'm just in faith for my family my cousins are here and you know and that's you know a couple generations down the road you know um and all of uh some of you were here when my father was here this summer years ago i can remember in my bath in in the basement with him he was arguing with me you know doctrine because you know who am i to tell him what the word has you know that was his attitude at that time but we witnessed his salvation that night and deliverance he came from florida he lives in florida but he gave his life to the Lord that night, and that's God's faithfulness. That's God's faithfulness, and he's going to bring that work to completion. Whether I'm around or not, it doesn't matter. God is doing what he's doing in his life. And, um... Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Let me see, Let me see if I covered everything. <laughs> oh, I wanted to, like, say how I, I did um, sharing. Sometimes I would take trash and I would just go to the grocery store, bury them in the food. Um, <laughs> I would, everything, everywhere. I carried, you know how women carry purses? I would carry my Bible, not to be, oh, I have a Bible here. No, it's because every spare moment that I had, I would ride the, bi- the um, bus a lot and it takes like an hour to get, you know, like 10 minutes. And in all of those spare times, I would all the time be reading, 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 reading. And, and dropping trash and stuff like that. Don't be discouraged. That was another thing. Don't be discouraged for those family members or people that you've been praying for for years, honey. It's been, I've been born again since uh, 82 and, and just 94 was when my father came to the Lord. Gave, you know, that's a long time of praying. Don't give up. Don't give up on those people that you, you have the heart tugging for because God is faithful. God is faithful, and he's going to bring it to pass. Thank you. Thank you. Brown, and how, and how, uh, when I first met them, they were praying for Darren. You know, I, w- I went out, 
I went out for Darren. It was his birthday Friday, and I went out with him for lunch. You know, I was reminded when I first started to know the Lord. I was only 33 years old. But what a future he has in God. Because somebody was praying. God's got his hand upon him. He doesn't stand alone. He doesn't, yes, he's got decisions to make. But he's got a big God with him. He's got a big God with him that as he learns to pull on God, God's got a mighty plan for him. And that plan is a plan of prosperity, not just only financially, but prospering and reaping life, and reaping it abundantly. That is the blessing. That is the fruit of somebody praying. When I think of in this fellowship, I think of Joyce. I really appreciate Joyce when somebody new comes in. She's a seeker. She's watching. She's got a little different role here. She goes around and gets the name and gets the address and gives them a pamphlet. You know some Joyce? We could use another piece. Four more Joyces, just like you. You've got a testimony, Joyce. Let other women that are hurting out there see your heart. You're a Joyce. And we're blessed to have you. But I know that there's some people out there that are hurting, Joyce, would like to find out what you have. And God, I just pray, bring them in to meet Joyce. Amen. I remember I had, I used to be in, in Amway. And in the Amway organization, there was a couple by the name of Dick and Betty Jo Chadwick. This couple knew us for three years. They were good Baptists. They always went to church on Sunday. They didn't drink, didn't smoke. And I ain't going to talk about drinking or smoking now, but they were that kind of people. <laughs> and there was one day in their living room. They said, Don... I thought I was doing pretty good, but they seen through me. They said, I noticed there's something lacking in your life. You need to know Jesus Christ is Lord. My wife was already. She said, yes. I said, no, I don't need that. I'm a Catholic. And I've shared my testimony already with most of you, so you know that. But I wa we went that night, the following day, with them to a Bible study. But I asked myself, what caused that? Why did they share that time? It was a defined appointment. But when I went back and I found out why they shared, they'd been going to church for three years and walking what they thought was the good walk. But when they went to a prayer meeting, a charismatic prayer meeting, and they got touched in God, and they had a fresh experience with God, they shared their faith. They shared with Don and Carol. And because they shared with Don and Carol, we ended up going to a charismatic prayer meeting with Bob Johnson. Because they shared with us, my marriage totally changed. Because they shared with us, I've got five wonderful children. I have my son, Larry and Lori, that I tell them, I'm so happy that they're in God. I look at David. And I look at 
uh, Caitlin, and I see those kids. I tell them God is rejoicing that those two kids are with Larry and Lori. I mean, what security, what a future. But what if Dick and Betty didn't share with us? Where would Don and Carol be? There hasn't been one other person that has shared, Carol and I were talking today, there's been not one other person that has ever stopped us. And there's a lot of people that know us, me, from bankers, many people in business, many Pentecostals know me, but nobody, nobody has ever shared the gospel with Carol and I. We have within us that testimony to share with people that will change not only their life, but for generations to follow. And the key is, if I am, I tell some, is when I get up in tomorrow morning and I touch God, if the divine appointment comes across my path, will I be able to share? And if I'm going to be able to share, there are going to be all of us will have John talk about this. All of us will have people that come up and hug you and say, thank you. You see what I'm You see, Jesus so loved us, came and read his life. The Father's vision is to have such a personal relationship with you He's in the business of taking messed up people and making them whole. Why he decided to use you and I, I don't know. I can find enough problems in my life yet. But when I key on what God's done in my life and I meditate on that, I have got something to share. Amen? Moving right along. In closing, let's see, did I miss Oh, I got another testimony here. Ken, would you come up here? Now, I want to precede this, okay? So it gives you some idea, okay? I invited Lynn to the Homes of Honor, okay? Or the Home Group, whatever it is because I knew she was going with this guy. <laughs> and, I, and I could see, you can, we can see that, but you and I, this guy, he's a good-looking guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could see this. I know this, that if we, as a people, we keep praying, whoever comes into this fellowship is going to rub off. And I tell you something, many of the, your testimonies have rubbed off on you. Because he's seen something, and when he got to see it, I want you to hear what his heart is, okay? Uh, well, we were going to Homes of Honor, of course. We were basically done with that, but during that time, Bruno and Alex had been there, and Dan, Cindy, and all these people were, and especially John and Carol, and seeing what their life was like. And after that, we were just going through the Bible. In fact, 
John and Kim were there one night, and you see and you've seen these couples and how happy they were. And I'm sure there are times, and they and they even admitted it in class that it's not a it's not an easy road. There are ups and downs, but when you are in the Lord, you know it, it all. You have at least one thing that you can both mm-hmm. sit step back and rely on. And after the Homes of Honor course, we were just having a Bible study and and going over the same things. What does God have in store for? you as a married couple, as a person, what is he, ex- and for me, what does he expect out of me as a man when it comes to Linda, you know, what is, how do I, how am I supposed to treat her, you know, and if I, if he's not happy, he's not happy, and how important that is, not only for us, but for our children, I'm coming from, I was divorced, you know, and you see Matthew here, and he's happy as can be, because we have also made peace with my ex-wife. You know, she's very happy that Matthew has a lot of fun when he's with mm-hmm. us, but he's not upset. You know, and with Virginia too, coming at me, coming into her life at eight years old, stepfather, you know, and having to take discipline from me. And how important it is for the two of us to have that bond that, you know, with the Lord. And I, I, I know some of you were at the, at the wedding, but I'd just like to read what our reading was because it really, uh, means a lot to us, that's why we picked it, it's out of one of the, it's out of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, I need to find it here now, uh, verse 9 through 12, two are better than one, because they have a good return for their work, if one falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up, also if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone, though one may be overpowered, Two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And that last part about that cord of three strands, how important it is for not only her and I to be one, but to have God there with us. And part of that cord, too, is all of you. Someone to hold us accountable, you know, to come up and when we are having a problem, that we can turn to one of you and say, hey, we need to sit down and talk. And that's also part of that third strand you know, to not be alone, but there are people out there who are in the same walk and can help you with it. Point out in here, verses, you know, chapters, read this, look at this, it'll help you out. How really important that is. And as Don says, I, I look at him and Cheryl, and he was 33, I'm 28. Where will I be, you know, 15 years from now, 20 years from now? If I can be half the man in the Lord that Don is, I will be a success. I will be a successful person. And that's my, you know, I'm in a race now, Don. I'm going to catch you someday, hopefully. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I want to be that man. I want to be that man not only for Linda and our children, but for all of you. That, that people can point at me and say, you know, if you want to, as you were talking about with, you know, <laughs> being a leader, someone that you can point out to and say, oh, you know, don't go talk to Ken. You know, he can help you in that area. So I just want to thank everybody that helped us, especially Don and Carol. We started on a good, we're off on the right foot. It's only been two weeks, but you know, we're, we're <laughs> if I don't, if I don't get the washer dry, I'll look up the way, you know, I may not <laughs> Thank you, um, that Jesus the author and the perfecter of the faith. In closing, um, I have four things 
that I'd like to share. Jesus came when he was a seeker. He was seeking to save the lost. And he gave us, before I go any further, another scripture. He gave us a challenge. Matthew 28, let me read it to you. It says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, observe all that I command you, and lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. God had a vision when he started out. The vision is that Jesus Christ coming into the earth is going to bring back God's relationship, the Father's relationship with you and I. He had that vision and he's seen you before the foundations of the world because of that. He gave us a charge and that vision is it because through you the rest of the work is going to be done. And my question to you today, can you become that seeker like Jesus was a seeker? Will you and I be that in this fellowship? Jesus was a man of prayer and you notice that any great thing that happened proceeded with Jesus spending time with the Father. If you and I will be seekers, if you and I are so excited about our salvation, if you and I are so excited about the change that's taking place with me, I will be a man of prayer, and in seeking, things will happen. Amen? Jesus was that man of vision. You look at that vision. And the vision I, I believe is this for you and I and evangelism is that I see the finished product, what's going to happen in that person's life. Therefore, I don't get caught up on the negative things sometimes that we got to walk through because I see the person complete. And it is Jesus that does that. Jesus came and he did fulfill his ministry. Will you and I fulfill our call? Father, in Jesus' name, let's just all stand. I was going to, um, I've gone a little bit long. I was going to open it up and pray with people, but right where you're at, just all close your eyes. Father, I just want to thank you for the testimony that was brought forth this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're not ashamed of what you accomplished on the cross. You know each and every one of us here by my name, Lord God. Father, I pray you move upon every person here in this fellowship, your Lord God. Now. I pray, Lord Jesus, that they see their value, Lord God. That every one of the men and women here, God, there's a testimony that is what's inside them. There's this mighty giant that was in them, Lord God. You said, Lord God, that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Lord, you've seen testimony here this morning on how people, your people have been used, God. Father, I pray for more. 
Let more of this testimony come out of each and every one of us, dear Lord Jesus. Father, I pray for a release in our fellowship, Lord Jesus, a release of that spirit that is planted within us, God, that, God, we can be proud of that spirit that is within us, Lord Jesus, and, God, and share that and see other people's lives change, Lord Jesus. Let me not hold this just within myself. If I'm a squeaky Christian, Lord God, I pray for repentance right now. I pray, Lord, I give you my heart. Examine it, Lord Jesus. Lord, you've said this, that if I'm walking in unbelief and if I am walking in sin, that when I, all I have to do is repent and you're forgiven. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for when I come before you and I've got guilt on my mind and my conscience, Lord Jesus, on how you wash me clean so that once again I can be a seeker, Lord God, and I can share my testimony with the other people. Lord, release us. Send us out, Lord Jesus, as your soldiers that are proud of you, Lord God. I'm proud of your testimony. I'm proud of how you're changing and working in my life. Lord Jesus, release us in this fellowship to walk, being able to walk, Lord God, in everything you call us to walk in, Lord God. Let us be able to see the thousands and thousands of people out there, God. It'll just come to 15, 25, 100 years, but thousands of people will be changed because of what we're going to share. Can you believe that? Can you believe that for yourself? Can you get excited for yourself? Amen? Amen. 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 Oh, thank you.